Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you? So far, so good. Good, good. Got a pulse and everything. Pulse and everything. Well, yep. that's good. So today, I thought it'd be kind of neat. A few weeks back, you gave us kind of this decision tree, which I'm holding, which we're both holding, um, with the title, What Denomination Am I? And it brings us through a bunch of things and how we, how we decide where, what denomination we should be based on what we think. Right. And uh, I thought it was kind of interesting how many times I went back and did it because you know, if you followed it the first time and got somewhere, you're like, okay, so I'm just like the, I don't, I mean, it's Did you that. end up someplace you didn't think you were going to end up? Kind of. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, but, you know, where it starts, the first thing is, the first question, is, or the first statement, and you decide if you agree with it, is the Bible is clear and unambiguous in its message, and everything it says is completely true. Therefore, the Bible is our ultimate authority, and nothing else is equal to its authority. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of the stuff to the right when it says yes. And you know from our conversations that I have a hard time saying yes to all those things. Because there's some things that we see in there that, you know. Right. And so that, we, that, that question basically comes from do we be, the authority of Scripture. Yeah. So is it inspired? Inspired is where I'm at. But okay. there are some who believe it's inerrant. And that there's actually no errors anywhere in the Bible. I come pretty close to saying the Greek and the Hebrew have no errors. Okay. Our English manuscripts, or the English translations that we actually use yeah. on a daily basis, that's a whole different story. Yeah, that was the other question I had. Which Bible? Uh, you know? So I, I go, because I do believe the Holy Spirit okay. inspired every word of the Greek and Hebrew. I would say the Greek and Hebrew, there's a manuscript out there somewhere that has no errors i think Mm -hmm. but what we have currently is no less than inspired by the holy spirit and so i i'm a yes sir yeah you're a yes sir okay where did you end up on that then well the anabaptists aren't on here (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. so I, i i don't end up on this sheet what do you mean you don't end up on it well the anabaptists aren't on here Aren't exactly. So you've made um, up a like a I didn't hypothetical make this. This comes from path. this comes from Tim Falk. Okay. So I adopted it. It's his. His. I didn't change it from what he had. Okay. okay. And so this is uh, actually his development, and uh, I thought it worked quite good. Uh, it does help us with, with the one thing that I think in these denominational questions that we're talking that we're not talking about enough mm-hmm. is what do we really believe. Because we have a lot of things fleshing out in each congregation that have been influenced by either other congregations, our friends, maybe something we're listening to online, and actually moves the theological compass of the congregation. Well, that's going to ha- cause trials and tribulation. Yeah. But we don't spend much time talking about what do we believe as Westchester United Methodist Church. What is our, what do we value? What's important to us as a congregation? What do we make, want to make sure we hear about on Sunday morning? What do we want to live into this community? 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not in the, con the conversation. We, we seem to jump past that and say, well, I just don't like where we're at. Okay. This is an attempt then to form the con conversation in ways that we understand, okay, I agree on the inspiration of Scripture. Maybe I don't agree on the baptism of the Spirit okay. or something like that. And how does that shift the discussion? And that's where this tree is trying to, to uh, lay this out. And I will give credit to timfalk.com for, for this uh, yes. tree that we're using. Of course. And thank you, Tim. It's very useful. Yeah, so if you want to see what we're looking at, just go there and see if, and uh, look around for it. Just which denomination am I should be able to help you find it. I thought it was interesting on here that, like you said, you know, as we kind of sway and move a little bit in our beliefs and ideologies and all that good stuff, there's, there's like multiple things here that say Methodist. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, so then is there any doubt why there might be conflict? Yeah, in the denomination because the you could believe just a pretty wide spectrum of things and be called Methodist. Mm -hmm. Well, how's that happen? Yeah, I, I know. Don't see on the one side it said that brings you to the United Methodist Church, mm -hmm. and then the other one is some United Methodist churches out there. Right. Yeah, and that's that middle one. I mean, we you go all the way back to the first question. Well, everything it says is completely true, but it's difficult to know what, with certainty what it teaches beyond the central message that salvation comes through faith by, in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so you've got a couple of splinters there. Yeah. So, yeah, like you were talking about, you know, there is that you know, little bit of a split happening in the church, the Methodist church. We're currently talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on, you know... How does this happen? How do we get through it? And Well, I, there's two pieces I think we need to emphasize, and I go back to that very first question. Just exactly what do we believe the, the Bible is? Mm -hmm. Is it really uh, an inspired word? Well, then probably we ought to make it pretty central to what we're teaching. And if it's not central to what we're teaching, then what are we gathering for? Uh, so the, what we believe is pretty important to, to have in, this, in these conversations. Um, the second piece is, do we know who we are as a church? Uh, what gathers us together? What's important to us? What are, what's our values? Who do we believe that God is calling us to minister to? Oh, is there a unique mission that this congregation has? We're not having those conversations. It's as if we're the little guys, and that's the big guy, and we're going to be David slaying Goliath. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not altogether helpful. So in congregations that I've walked through this kind of stuff with, I, I like to gather people together in such a way that they say, okay, if we think that we're different than denomination in our thinking, what's different? What sets us apart? Why are we even having this conversation? Uh, is the chasm so deep between us that we can't resolve it? Yeah. And then, you know, go through a process of saying, so uh, who are we? Who do we believe? God, what do we believe as a group? And then who do we believe God is calling us to, to yeah, minister? And, and don't just stop on homosexuality. And if you should let um, 
gay people get married in the church or LGBTQ preach at the pulpit. Well, that's one thing. That's, Go with all of them. That's the thing that's so interesting is, so is it the topic that divides us? Or is it where we come to the topic that divides us? Oh, okay. And see, I've found in these discussions, it's actually that very first question that is probably the most important to answer. Because if we uh, answer it for abortion, or we answer it for homosexuality, isn't that interesting? It all has to do with sex. Sex is just so important to the church. <laughs> I just hadn't, they should have more classes on sex in seminary. I think yeah, that probably, probably would take care of the problem. But uh, I don't know why Christians have this thing yeah. about human sexuality. Hmm. That should be a discussion. Yeah. But what, what I'm finding is it's our approach to Scripture that actually is preempting how closely we, where we end up in the discussion. Yeah. And so it goes back to, I think, the other session we talked about our values. Yep. What do we value? If we don't value Scripture, then likely it's going to change the entire discussion. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. Is, And I like how, because um, we talked, we had a meeting here at this church about, you know, where are we going to go? And originally it was, you know, everyone meet after church day, we're going to have like a vote, and then quickly became not a vote, just a discussion. Well, first, first of all, you know, they're not, you know, the conference isn't happening until 2024, right? Right, right. And so, so we aren't pressed. Yeah. The first piece was we aren't pressed as much as we thought we were going to be yeah. pressed. The second piece was uh, we, we want to make more sure more people are in the conversation. Yes. And so that's why we are looking at a, a proposal and uh, the Ad Council has adopted it where we're going to look at those three questions. Uh, what do we, who are we as a people? What do we believe as a people? And what do we see God calling us to as a mm -hmm. mission? And from those discussions then, where we hear people talking, then we'll look at alignment. Yeah. Whether it's with the United Methodists or somewhere else. But uh, it will come from the people. The conversation will come from the people. I'm much more comfortable with that. Yeah. Where we all speak into it. And then if somebody's uh, not been heard, I think that's what bothers me the most. Uh, some people have left thinking that the, the decision's already been made. I'd like to have more people in the discussion. Yeah. And those who have left for one reason or another, I'd like to have you back for the discussion. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly right. I, I think it was Liz that brought it up. I think maybe that we're going to make some, you know, small groups of, you know, people because sometimes people don't want to speak up about it or afraid to speak up in a group yeah and so, it's hard for me to understand and probably you, you too you can easily oh, speak do. up no matter what i don't care yeah god has blessed you criticize me that's what i'm here for oh. kind of thing you know it's uh but i never i one of my flaws for sure I, I don't see that you know sometimes someone has something that they need to say like I, that i know that they not necessarily want, but I, we need to hear what they say and getting them in a comfortable spot so that they can speak because that's what's so important. This and, church is not just... And where, where I've seen this process go all the way through and they've made a break and made and have been most healthy are those places that they've been able to have the conversations and voice their point of view, feel heard, 
and end up on the other side, even and and remain part of the congregation, even though they didn't feel a hundred percent like where everybody else was. Mm-hmm. But they felt like we went together. Yeah, we moved together. It's a difficult thing for me is if we do we go through this whole process and make a sit one decision at the end of the day, right? If if not if the same people aren't in the pews, I mean that's going to break my heart. But that's part of it, I guess. Right, but even the impending question is separating people. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it only the Methodist Church that's doing this? Heavens no. It's happening in every <laughs> denomination I know of. Uh, Mennonite Brethren, Mennonite Church USA, uh, the uh, uh, Baptists are having fallout. Uh, and I think it's uh, a distrust of, of denominationalism that we've actually begun to create institutions that are directing us rather than we feeling the Holy Spirit direct us. And when there's that kind of disconnect, the disconnect of the denomination with the people yeah. is, is not serving denominations well. Isn't that interesting how we tend to create these institutions to fix the problem when we all you know, generally have, maybe not generally, I personally have a little bit of mistrust for institutions. I'm not saying they're not all that they're all bad or they're all good, mm-hmm. but you see an institution who's supposed to be the voice of this topic, this research, this, you know, for for this sole purpose, mm-hmm. making horrible choices where you don't see the benefit in it anymore. So generally I'm like I'm, I'm not sure if I want to listen to you on what you think I should do. Because That's why sometimes I'm like, let's just be an independent church and let it. And, and that, that is very attractive in some ways because yeah. we can do it our way. And I, I in part say that's, yeah, that's cool, but we is, need to be bigger, is our way we? all right? Is, is our way always right? Oh, yeah. Is there any way to test, uh, well, accountability? Yeah. Are we, do we, is there anyone to whom we give an account as to whether or not we're really following Christ the best way? possible Mm. and uh, what I see coming out of it is uh, in the network that I'm a part of that uh, there's conversations happening between networks of people that are uh, very helpful and uh, yeah in in our Ivana network it's just interesting to see the kinds of conversations that are being had today. Yeah. That uh, we probably never would have had had we stayed in the Mennonite church. Mm-hmm. Because we just didn't do those things. You know, it's just not. Right. Uh, we had created a closed circle. Yeah, that's that's the worst. And uh, it, now that the circle's open. Yeah. What, yeah. I, what I found so interesting, you know, I grew up very, I grew up around conservative role models i should say mm-hmm. you know my my uh grandpa stout so my step grandpa he was a um what's that called supervisor right and well, county uh supervisor yep county yeah. supervisor mm-hmm. i almost said the senator that's not what he was um so i always kind of you know when you're younger you kind of just fall into you know like the first time you get to vote 
for a president, I feel like a lot of people have picked their lane mm-hmm. forever. And it's hard to, you know, think outside of that sometimes. Certainly was for me. But in this church, we had people who every time they, like, opinions I didn't agree with at the time. And they made a very good point. And I could tell that they did not necessarily want to say what exactly everything they're wanting to say, but just like a little piece, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember once it was Anita, it was the first time she said, you know, with guns, I don't really know. I would, what I would do in that situation. I don't know if they've been saved or not. And that's what I, we talked about on one of these episodes too. And, but you know, if my kids were there, I don't know, I guess I don't know what I would do. And I thought, Oh, so you don't just like make up your mind and stick to it. No matter what you have a certain, a little bit here. Cause you're uncertain. That's wow. I should do some of that probably. Cause that's certainly rational. What a rational person would do. Yes. And a rational person doesn't make all their decisions on theoreticals. That's right. Yeah. That's a tough one. Because mm-hmm. some, you know, that's a lot of, that's kind of how well, our brains work. Well, okay. Yeah, I know. But while I support the, the Second Amendment, yeah. I won't own a gun. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole idea of the Second Amendment. I know, but, but <laughs> not, I, not to own a gun, but. To not infringe on someone else's rights. Right, to, to own a gun. gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I know for our national security, I believe that's necessary for us mm-hmm. to have a, a armed militia that's actually almost hidden, <laughs> Yeah, if you will, because, uh, and I think Washington made it very clear that, uh, George Washington made it very clear that uh, if we don't, then we could end up with, uh, uh, what did he call it? Uh, he uh, 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 not uh, totalitarianism, but the, uh, when when the government totally takes over, and the people do not have any way to defend themselves. But, okay. Yeah, not federalism. It, it, he had a term, and of course now my brain goes into fog. I forget. Yeah, I, I just yeah. If you, you said totalitarianism, and then everything else I comes into my head is totalitarianism. So I don't really remember what it is either. But uh, he had a very good argument to why the Second Amendment's yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's a certainly a good way to look, look objectively at your own beliefs to see what is it for. Is right. It, well, and in his, in his day, there wouldn't have been a militia had the guys not brought their own guns. Yeah. I mean, the revolution wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. if there wasn't also those guys. That yeah, there's also own. like a, a, a guy who would ship you know, goods down uh you know down the river somewhere and then they would go into the gulf and he wrote a letter to i forget who exactly who it was it might have been it might have been alexander hamilton i think anyways like hey like cool if i have you know cannons and he goes yes that's what this thing says he goes great because there's pirates all over the place you know but Mm -hmm. yeah so i understand what you're saying you know how it's it's not necessarily you have to agree with it for yourself, but it's the rule that we have for everyone. And that's the hard thing with a congregation. You know, you get more and more people. It's uh, hard for us all to agree on stuff. Right. But if we agree on the essentials, yeah, then we can disagree on the non-essentials and still have a great deal of unity. Yeah. And I think that's what this, this non- denomination thing is. The reason it's, important for a church to agree on the essentials. Well, there are certain essentials that there's some latitude 
to in agreement. Like, uh, okay, Holy Spirit baptism. So do you have to manifest dip, uh, gifts to have truly been baptized by the Holy Spirit? Do you have to manifest the gifts? To and speaking in tongues. Oh, I see. Uh, healing, prophecy, gifts of the Spirit like that. Or you can actually have the Holy Spirit without manifesting tongues. I see. See? And there's a difference of understanding there. Hmm. One would make you much more Pentecostal than the other. Yeah, much. But uh, wh what do you believe on that? So that's, that's one of the things that comes out in this flowchart. Yeah. As long as you agree on the essentials, then the non-essentials can sort of... Yeah. I, th that part was kind of tricky when I got, to the, got there. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I have read into this enough, looked at this enough, paid attention during sermons enough, or what have you. So, well, and you're speaking from truth because there's a lot of people that say, well, I have never heard a teaching on this. Yeah. And that's not and one that's, of the more lively things. You know? That's the fault of the pulpit. But uh, yeah, you, know. you may not draw a crowd with those sermons, <laughs> but maybe you will. A little dry. Well, it depends on if you start speaking in tongues or not, I guess. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Blessed art thou, Lord God, my Redeemer. There you go. <laughs> it's Hebrew. That's All right. The extent well, of my Hebrew. That's the whole thing you got in one morning. He'll, he'll, have, another, he'll have another phrase for everyone uh, next Thursday, right? No. I can fake it. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. That'd probably be difficult anyways. So... I got a question for you. Talking Do you? About talking about decision making. All right. So would you rather for the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Make all of your decisions with a flip of a coin or write out a full pros and cons list with your significant other. I think I'd go the full pros and cons list with my significant other. Every decision. Every decision. Do we go for groceries this morning at seven o'clock? Yeah actually Charlene and I practiced that for years and, and uh, especially mainly the significant decisions well the pros and cons yeah. and, and list it out and, and say well is this a game changer would well, I be able to give this up and that's very reasonable and rational but what you know if you're talking should we go for groceries you're talking you're getting to the grocery store and you're looking at stuff and all of a sudden oh which beans should I get Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios. Well, pros and cons list again, I guess. I'm just thinking the amount. I, w I wonder how many decisions we make on a daily basis that uh, would need a pros and cons and how many of them a flip of a coin would not matter at all. It would definitely slow down my life. Yeah. I mean, that, write, writing all that out, pros and cons on everything. I'm more of a flip of a coin person, Don. I think. Uh, well, well. That allows God the opportunity to flip the coin in the other direction, right? Hey, there you go. Thank you. Okay. Very well. I mean, there's You can definitely... do a theological aspect on either one of those. Sure, sure. I'm yeah. just thinking, I'm like, gosh, we have another kid? <gasps> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Boy would be fine. Yep. And, uh, you know, but Christ says in uh, chapter 7 of Matthew, talks about if you don't calculate uh, where you're doing things, are you listening? Okay. I mean, basically the illustration of him of building a house on a rock yeah. or on sand yeah. is figuring out, you know, have you calculated this mm -hmm. well? well? That's a good point. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> All right. I won't, I won't approach my wife with the pros and cons or, list of why we should flip coins. Or the from builder who doesn't figure out how much it's going to cost before he starts building. That's right. It's another illustration of Jesus. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. It is, but uh, yeah. Spontaneity of flipping the coin is sort of fun. That's right. A little dangerous. It's exciting. Exciting, yeah. Yeah. I, I involve Carly at least in the flipping. Oh, for sure. I'll let her flip it. Oh, okay. Oh, I would, yeah. And you'll, if it doesn't come out the way you like it, then it's okay? That doesn't matter, yeah. Doesn't it's matter. out of my hands. I, I assume. Hands. I assume oh. one month in, you are fully numb to the... I'm, I'm sure you'd had a plenty of bad outcomes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Even the most calculated yeah. can have bad outcomes. That's right. But I think God will bless us as long as he's part of the conversation. We keep his values in the background, and then we move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, setting and waiting, I don't know if that's what he's wanting us to do. Sometimes we wait upon the Lord, but that's not the only thing we can do. Yeah. It takes time to gather those calculations. Mm-hmm. Not to act too quickly. I've certainly seen that be a, a downfall, too. True. That's generally when I always feel really, really uh, guilty and uh, embarrassed of something is if I feel like I acted too quickly. And a lot yeah. of times it's just that I wish I did something different. A lot of times it's, oh, I did that. I did not take everything into account that time. So You're human? I'm a real human. All right, Don, this was fun. Everyone, share this with your friends and stuff like that. Send me an email. And the um, link is? Zim15ac at gmail.com. It'll also be in the description notes of the podcast, if that's how you're listening. Cool. Um, and it's also in the description of the videos, too. And if you sign up and actually send an email, what will you do? I will put you on the list to receive the link to the newest video a day before. Oh, early. Early video. So there's an advantage that's to right. sending an email. Yeah, and then if you share that, Email with somebody else. They'll be able to see the day before, too. Cool. So, yeah. That'd be neat to get some questions ahead of time yeah. and get some of the conversation spiced up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I know you got And challenged. we do like your questions. Yes, we do. Good stuff. Yes, we do. Yeah, we really appreciate those questions. They're, they're a lot of fun, and sometimes we don't think of that kind of stuff, you know? That's right. We really would rather talk about what people are interested in mm-hmm. other than what you and I are interested in. Yeah. Because we've had almost a year to talk about that. Yeah, send us some really important life-changing questions, and we'll make a decision for you. That's right. We'll calculate <laughs> it ahead of time. We'll bring some coins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, sorry. Let's pray us out, Don. We can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being a part of this discussion. I thank you for the interaction between Alex and I, and we pray for those who are listening. Lord, pour out your blessing upon your people. May we see you in new ways and share you with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.